Welcome to The Gabby Ree Show, where everything is an experiment. The thing about pain is, is it brings you here. You are here. You're not anywhere else, and, uh, and, and nothing does it like pain does. Now, there's not a thing in the world that brings you into the present. Whatever state you're in that the pain is causing is the state that you're supposed to be in. That's what the pain's causing. Like there's, there's a relationship. I can't, I, I can't see a world where the pain would make you be in a state that wouldn't be the most productive for you getting better. Like, where does that, that, where does that exist in nature? That wouldn't, that wouldn't make sense to me. Hi everyone. Welcome to the show. My guest today is Laird Hamilton. Laird is known as a waterman, a big wave rider, surfer. And some of you may know that Laird is also my husband. And we're gonna do it a little differently today. In the intro, I'll answer some questions myself. But what happened is I was sitting having coffee with Laird and he was recovering from a a surgery that I actually, quite frankly, I think went harder than he thought, the recovery. And I, I just thought it would be an important time to catch him because we all have to navigate injuries and like, oh, will I be able to do this again or get back to normal or whatever normal is or better than I was. And it's scary. And I really thought Laird would be just a great guide to talk about this because he just does it well. His mental fortitude, he's a very compliant patient. He does his homework and all the little things. And just his belief that, hey, it's a formula. It's a process. I'm going to get there even on the days I'm down. And this is a person who really uses their body to commune with nature. So, you know, for Laird, he has a different thing on the line. It's like he almost needs the vessel to go out to the sea because for him, there's there's just so much, I don't know, teaching and passion and things make sense for him out there. And he feels like he has a purpose. And so he has an, an additional layer and that. And that's why I, I felt like, hey, I'm gonna grab him now, <laughs> poor guy, while he's in the state of mind, because maybe it's something that one of us could use and at least have it in our, if we're not going through it right at this moment, keep it in our pocket for another time. So I'll, I'll sort of share some of my thoughts on this. I, I just recently was dealing with a torn labrum and then we'll get into the conversation with Laird. I hope you enjoy. So simultaneously to Laird navigating his knee, I've been dealing with something with my hip for probably about six months and I drag my feet. I've talked about this before. I'm, I'm in some ways not a great patient. It's like, I'm always like early detection on everything, blood work, MRI, but I will drag my feet. And so finally Laird's like, can you go get an MRI and find out what's going on in your hip? And lo and behold, I have a, a tear in the hip and in the labrum. And um, long story short, I went through all of this. I was in quite a lot of pain. I went to my doctor, Dr. Elitrage, who, you know, this is the best of the best. He takes incredible care and he, you know, there's somebody who does this surgery even better. So he says, okay, this is who I want you to meet. And they couldn't have been nicer, but there was just a couple things that happened. One is I have AFib right now. So they go, Hey, you're going to have to go to the hospital, have this surgery, which I wasn't stoked on versus a surgery center. And exactly at this time, I met, um, Laird had a gentleman who, uh, Dan, who came from Colorado, who is a dry needler. And Dan said to me, you know, it's possible you've had this tear for years, like 10 years. You just have a lot of angry muscles. That was one. Two, I have a a friend, uh, a woman that I met through somebody 
uh, my friend Rory, who was like, she's very good and try her out for, it's like more than a fascial treatment. It's, it's a special type of massage. Her name's L and he goes, just try her out. And that's another thing. I don't do enough kind of that type of therapy. I'll work out all day long and until I run myself into the ground, but oh yeah, take an hour and get worked on. It's like, oh, what's the point? Well, I'll tell you the point is, and this is my lesson over and over, and I'm probably don't know why I haven't learned it is we do have to be nice to ourselves. It's like, I don't deserve it. I can't, I have other things I could do that are more productive with that time, the cost, whatever the weird narrative that I run through my head as to why I don't do it. Long story, so L enters my life. And then third, the other component that happened all literally within a three or four day period was I have some friends at Elliptigo and they heard about this and they said, you know, um, we help somebody um, heal a labrum. We have an electric slider. So these Elliptigos, but it's e-assist and I can use it up my hill. I have a very steep hill. So it's sort of like you can work the area, but you don't torque it. Long story short, literally, I'm not joking, six months I'm suffering. I decide to put the surgery on the side for a second, especially the AFib part. And literally 10 days of doing the three things together in a triage approach, um, my hip started feeling better. And now I am six weeks in and literally I feel like a new person. I don't know if you ever had an injury and like you go to move through that place of pain and you wince because you're waiting for it. I'll bend down to pick something up and I still have this facial reaction like I'm ready for my hip to give me a zinger and it's not. So I just, I'm only sharing this story because I do believe in always exploring things. And it's not that I don't think we take our first diagnosis. I think it's important, but I also think it's important to ask around, especially if you're heading for surgery, what's the harm in, you know, getting other opinions or trying a few things, a few modalities instead of like, yeah, let's just go straight into that. So if it, the difference between Laird and I there would be that he would have gotten the assessment a lot sooner than I would have. Um, it took me a second and that's, that's ongoing. I'm, you know, I'm a knucklehead in a lot of ways. And then I was asked like, how do I deal with pain? What works for me? I'm pretty good at pain, but what I noticed is that for all of us, it really, it just takes a toll on you after a while. I don't know, is it your nervous system? What it is, what is it? But I can manage a lot of pain. Usually it's, it's lack of function that gets me to move into getting help, which might be kind of stupid because really pain is like a, just a, there to tell you like, Hey, something's going on. Take it easy. Um, I would say this when I, I had a knee replacement, I did not take, um, pain medication. And part of that is I wanted to know how I was feeling so that I was doing the right thing for my body while I was recovering. Now, if someone says, hey, I can't deal with it, I can never get sleep, fine. There's a time and a place for everything. But for me personally, I was um, I was trying not to do that. And, you know, in the questions, it was like, what makes me human? I think everything makes me human. I feel unsure about my body and, um, you know, as a parent, as a, as a partner, um, I'm always checking myself. So... I, I, I think I can manage quite a lot, but also I, um, I'm always sort of going like, I wonder if that's, is this the right move? Is this, you know, is this, is this the right way to handle it? So I, anyone who acts like they've got it all dialed in, I think, um, they're totally faking it. And as far as what works for me, it's, 
I like to make sure I get a lot of different input, not not crazy amounts, but just a lot of different input from people who do different modalities, whether it's medical or physical therapy or what have you, so I can get a, a picture of what, what I think is happening. And, you know, after surgeries, it's like, how do you balance that proactive effort of healing versus rest? And what I want to say is, depending on what your doctors tell you, every situation is different is it's so important in the beginning to really do the healing. Now, having said that, it's like movement and getting blood flow really lends itself to accelerating the healing, keeping those ranges of motion. So I would just say, no one can tell you how to feel. And sometimes there's parts where it's like, hey, you really do need to rest. And then there's another part where it's like, Ooh, and part of the physical therapy is moving through some of this discomfort so that you get that best end results. You keep that range of motion. Um, but I, I will give you an example. When I had my knee replaced, you know, I feel like I'm always sort of a, a, like a tighter person. And uh, they were trying to give me, uh, I have an incredible PT guy, Alex, and he was trying to get, you know, bend my knee, literally like leather straps, two manipulations, the whole nine. And finally, after a while, he was like, you know, you need something else. And so he sent me to um, another doctor who gave me calming IVs. And that is actually how I got into a better range of motion. So again, nobody can tell you, but it, it's always this combination of don't be an idiot and of course heal. But oh yeah, part of getting better is uncomfortable and painful. And I don't know why we're so flipped out about, like if you go in and you've had an injury and you have surgery, chances are you're going to have some pain when you come out. And I, and I just feel like, um, you know, they made pain another symptom. And um, I just think we shouldn't run totally away from the pain. We should listen to the pain and honor the pain. The other thing is people always talk to me about doctors and what to ask, what not to ask, how do you push your doctor, all these things. So it's interesting. I always like to talk to people who've had the doctor because you might have a doctor that's very, very skilled and they have a terrible bedside manner, but they're badass. I kind of would take that all day long. Now, if you can find somebody who's both, there's nothing better because you're going to be with them. You're going to feel vulnerable. You're going to want to have to ask those you know, uncomfortable questions. You want to feel that comfort. So let's say, for example, you get a talented doctor who's very busy. I don't, you know, These people see a lot of patients every week. Bring somebody with you. Plan ahead. What are the small questions you have either going into a surgery or physical therapy rehabilitation or coming out of surgery? Don't be shy to ask those questions. And they've heard it all and it doesn't matter if it feels like it's a dumb question to you. You've got to do it. Now, when this doctor says to you, don't use it for this period of time, usually they're going to err on the conservative side because they have to. So I would also use my physical therapist as a reference of like how you're doing because you were, you know, it's different for everybody. So it's like a blend, but definitely don't be an idiot and go too early. But I think it's interesting to use the physical therapist to be like, where am I at right now? Could I go another day? Could I go a little further? Things like that. You know, again, you've, you have to be proactive as well. Uh, the other, you know, conversation is always about inflammation and how do we use our diet and, and all these things. So for me, I, I try to definitely going into a surgery, like if you have opportunities to strengthen certain areas, if the doctor says, hey, let's get these other areas strong, absolutely do that. If you're not in too much discomfort and you can do it, eat an anti, you know, a sort of a not an inflaming diet, which tons and tons of animal protein and sugar, 
probably not your friend, alcohol, you know, the obvious things. It's like minimalize that going in so that you almost are jumping on the, the recovery, right? Like keeping that inflammation down because that just helps everything. And then while you're there uh, after surgery, try to stay hydrated. And, and we, even though we want to eat maybe fun things because it's easy, you don't feel great, try to really stick to things that will support this recovery. If you have a wound or an incision, you have to watch with uh, sauna and ice. But once that's healed up, I love to use pools for, you know, kind of that anti-gravity location. Then we can work other parts of your body. I, of course, love the sauna for that circulation and healing. And then ice has its place, but not always. It just depends on the injury. A lot of times you, you find that heat is more of the king when it comes to healing than ice. Now, I will say this. If you are in an excruciating pain and you can put ice on it and numb the pain versus take a painkiller, pretty badass. And my friend Kelly Starrett told me something great, which I love, is you can make an X pattern with like a TENS unit or um, something like that. So you make this X pattern over the incision and um, it can sort of dull the the, uh, pain receptors. And so Kelly would give us units and we would put that, Laird would put it over uh, his incision and sort of dull the pain that way. So ice in that way, I think is awesome. But there is a lot of data showing that ice can actually slow down healing. So I would stick towards sort of proctored movements and ranges of motion and sauna. And if they tell you to do it two times and it doesn't hurt, maybe do it three times. Um, so I think we can do more in our, it's this weird balance, right? Of like, You've got to be patient and it can only heal how quickly it can heal and okay, what can I do? So it's, it's being in touch with that, you know, and, and being, being reasonable. And as far as reintroducing exercise, this is interesting because your body may be ready for certain things and your mind and emotions is scared. Very normal. Been through that a million times. So I would build a real relationship with my physical therapist and talk about these things like, Hey, what is safe? And, and also create environments. Like, for example, we get a lot of athletes here that will train in the pool if they're ballistic athletes, if they have to be explosive. And imagine they've got a big ankle injury and they're an NFL player. It's really scary. So where can you find other environments that you can move safely, like a squat, for example, in water? Maybe that's safer than doing it in the gym. And then emotionally, you start to accept like, oh, you know what? I am getting better. I can do these movements, but it's really honoring that because once you've been injured, especially if you've had a surgery or you've come back from something, it takes, it really takes your, your, your mind and your psyche almost as long to recover, to be like, okay, yes, I can go and go without thinking and just be a fluid and spontaneous person. And, and so give yourself a break during that time. Cause it's hard. I, I think for me, that was always one of the hardest parts where you're like, oh, I don't know, you know, because you don't want to set yourself back. Um, and, the, and the last thing I was asked is like, hey, if pain is, is like with uh, this war with yourself and, um, you know, that, that brings you into the moment and just, you know, sitting on the topic of pain and I just, pain is a great teacher and pain will make us get better. The only reason, for example, and this is, you know, a much smaller type of injury, this, this labrum, 
the only reason I'm exploring all these other things. And I pushed, I got pushed into something new. I even got a Legree Pilates table because I was in pain. I was in discomfort. And so what I want to remind you is when pain shows up, it's kind of like frustration when you're in a business adventure, you know, you have a new endeavor. It's like, it, it's there to propel us into something new, to be, to continue to be students. Because if we're not in any pain, why would we change anything? And it's unfortunate. And especially if we're talking about physical pain, you know, I'm always looking for ways to try to learn lessons in my personal life before it all comes crashing down on me. Like I've done that enough in my life where I'm trying to like look ahead and tend to the gardens of my relationships and take ownership of my weird behavior or apologize when I need to or whatever it is. But with physical pain, sometimes it's just out of our control. Stuff happens. You know, we get hurt. Um, you know, we're busy. We don't pay attention. We pick something up. Now our back hurts, whatever. The, this is our teacher. It's saying, okay, what you're doing is not working or you've had this event. Now you're going to change it up. So if you're managing something like this, I'm sorry, but also get the, get the new practices, get the new information, because then it's this opportunity of like, wow, I implemented this in this time of my life. And maybe in the long run, it saved me a really big headache that I wouldn't be able to recover out of, right? You'd be maybe too old or, or, or too set in your ways or whatever it is. So as hard as it is, it's almost like embracing it and just observe it. Sometimes it's like we get so wound up by our pain instead of actually kind of creating distance from it. Instead of it's like, oh, it hurts. It's like, yeah, okay, got it. It hurts. But what about getting some distance and being like, oh, wow, okay, I have this going on. What do I think I want to do about it? Because it seems to be better and help you get to where you want to get, you know, quicker anyway. And just whining about it after a while. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying not to have compassion for somebody, but after a while, it's like, okay, now what? <laughs> What's the plan? So you've heard what I think, um, and now you will hear Laird. And I, I just want to preface by saying Laird has been injured way more than me. And... Um, his attitude is way better. And like I stated at the top of this, he's a much more compliant and diligent student than I am. I, I always seem in this area to learn the hard way. That's why I can speak to it so easily because I still, like sometimes I look at myself, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, and you're like, oh yeah, still doing that, huh? So I hope you enjoy uh, this time, but I hope you're healthy and you don't need it. But if you do, I hope it supports you in some way. Laird, thank you for uh, sitting down with me. My pleasure. Because we're at our house. Now, so Laird, I wanted to sit with you. I thought it'd be a really good timing on this because two weeks ago, yesterday, I think, uh, you had, first of all, you've been complaining or communicating that you have had some impingement feeling like you're very sensitive to your body because you ask your body to do a lot of things in high demand. Like I joke, I can't barely kneel down and you're, you shut your leg all the way, but you're like, you see that last little bit, I can't get my knee to close as much and or straighten. And you went to the doctor and you, you found out uh, through your MRI that there was bones floating around or attached to tissue, three of them. You got surgery two weeks ago. They said, hey, no big deal. You'll be weight-bearing when you get out. 
I think in our minds, like I put your injury in my mind too, it was going to be like, oh, no big deal for three or four days. Um, but it was, a, it was, it's been a couple week process. They took out three gravel sized pieces of bone, which we won't get into that you got, you brought home and you thought, cause you didn't want it to smell. You'd either bleach it or dry it out in the sun. You chose dry it out in the sun and our dog ate um, yeah. the bones, but th- that would just. So now me and Kava yes. are like yes. as one. Like Elijah we, we said. Have like a, a, as one thing. We're connected. Yes. Like Elijah said, it's sort of a Greek weird mythology. Yeah. I was out of town when this happened. The, you you take the bones of the knee and feed them to the wolf of the soul and then yeah, the two you become right. one. Yeah. But it's it's been a little hard. The getting yeah. yes. it's ongoing. <laughs> it's ongoing. And so I thought this would be a really good idea to talk about because plenty of people in this very moment are anticipating getting a surgery. Maybe yes. it's an elective sports surgery. Maybe they are dealing with an illness yeah. and or maybe Injury. they've been hurt. Yeah. So let's talk about frame of mind. Going into something, let's say it's a let's say it's an elective surgery. And by the way, any accidents or yeah. uh, athletic surgeries, they sort of sometimes put yeah. that under there. There is a kind of there could be a preparation. So there's an emotional preparation, and even you'll take certain supplements. You got work done by Barrents the night before yep. to try to get the tissue open to relax, yep. so there'd be maybe less inflammation, things like that. So going into it, what are you? Well, there's always preparation, no matter what, whether it's elective or 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 if it's an injury. I mean, if it's an injury, you usually don't have the time to prepare. Right. If it's elective, you kind of know it's coming. Oh, I'm going to get this replaced, or I'm going to get this done, procedure done because I have something going on. If you have time, uh, then you can become more, you know, then you can be more prepared. Which I think it helps the psychology. I think being being able to to prepare for sur- you know, for surgery uh, is is going to help you, you know, psychologically because you're going to be able to do things that you believe are going to make it easier to recover whether it does or not and so it's it's not really whether it does or not it's just whether you believe it does or not because if you believe it's going to be beneficial then it's already beneficial at that point and then if it and then it could actually be beneficial too then you could do some things that would make it less uh you know make it less impactful on you but it's uh did you have did you have a frame of mind getting ready for this i mean i know you thought it was no big deal And ultimately it was sort of, it was actually an exciting opportunity to be like, wow, you have a chance to be even better and answer those questions, what that glitch was, whatever. But I mean, for are you wary going in? Well, in this, well, I, I I don't, I mean, I'd rather not give it too much energy. Mm. I'd rather just, I'd rather make the decision. Okay. Okay. You, I have a problem or this is, this is what's going on. Mm. I can do this. I'm going to do that. Let's just leave it there. I don't want to go. And what if I, and because your brain's naturally going to do that. You're going to naturally run the scenarios. You're going to have that part of your brain. That's going to give you all of the narrative. That's going to make it just, you know, you're going to, you're going to beat yourself up mm-hmm. to try to convince yourself to probably not do it. If you're, especially if you're doing elective, if you're not doing elective and you're doing something out of, you know, right, you've you had an hurt, incident, you don't, you don't have a choice. You're mm-hmm. doing it. It's like, that's what's happening. So but that, but it still is, there is a level of choice, even when you're hurt, you can do this. I mean, unless it's like yeah. emergency car wreck, you know, compound through the leg, 
then you don't have you're 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 having to do it. But so most if, of these things are elect, elective. I mean, even when they're injuries, you can decide. Hey, do I want an ACL or not? Do I want to get that meniscus out that's impeding my range of motion? Do I want to you know go in my shoulder and 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 get all those spurs out? Or you know, you the, these are elective uh, things, and so you're. And, and it's always strange to make a decision of, that that ends up putting you behind actually where you are for a while. So then you go behind because you're like, wow, yeah, I got that thing, but I can still do everything. And then you go and, and, and get the surgery and you're incapacitated and you're like, I don't know, was that a great idea? Like, because I was the day before I could still, you know, do do what I could do. And so and, and there's a psychology uh well, because that's, that. that's what happened to you. Yeah. So let, let's, yeah. let's just talk about yeah, that yeah. for what a second. Yeah, what happened to me? So you... <laughs> happened. Happens to me. Happening. Happens and happening. Yeah. Is you you were feeling a couple... Like your squat was a little, yeah, a little glitch yeah. in your squat. Yeah, yeah. Because for you, Starting it's like atrophy. every inch of performance, where can you get more inches? So let's say going into surgery, if someone's listening to this, okay. Can you get your? Can you get the inflammation out as low as you can? Can Before, you get the sauna? Yeah. Can you do certain proactive things to help your body be in the best position possible? You'll even see, like for me, when I had to get one of my knee surgeries, it was like, okay, get certain muscles as strong as you can yeah. before you head in. That's great. That's one thing. Now let's talk about you get the surgery and you you were you were a little bit out out yeah. um for at least let's say 10 days you know crutches and and things like that where do you what tools do you use because i watch you and i see you in certain moments and in certain moments you know it's not easy yeah and well i mean i think you go through a, a a roller coaster of emotions right you go through the highs and the lows you go through the i mean whenever you get a little hope you know put some weight on it or I can move it a little more. Maybe I can actually roll over and not have it be, you know, painful. Like maybe I can do something where it's not excruciating pain just to roll over. It's a little less. And you're like, oh, hope. Right. And then you go back into the doldrums of, you know, of, oh, I can't do that. And I, you know, and, and, and when it just the pain, pain in general is a game. I mean, is a, is a, is a, is a, a, a mind battle, right? It's like a, it's a, it's, it's a war, right? Pain is a war uh, with and yourself. You and you didn't take any, I want to say you yeah. didn't take any yeah. pain medication. Yeah. And there's an interesting thing. Yeah. Where... Which I don't know how smart that is, but, <laughs> but it, but it, it definitely brings you like you're here. Like the thing about pain is, is it brings you here. You are here. You're not anywhere else. And, uh, and, and nothing does it like pain does. Now, there's not a thing in the world that brings you into the present like pain, like brings you right here. You're here, right? And you're aware and you're, you're, it turns you on in a way that, is, and there's nothing fun about it, but, but it definitely, uh, you know, and, 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 it, and it goes into, you know, just really appreciating not having pain. Like you don't know what not having pain is until you have pain. And then right. you're like, I don't have pain. And the only reason why you know what not having pain is like is because you know what pain is. Yeah. There wouldn't be any, I feel so great if there wasn't, I don't feel great. This is painful. Well, um, the nights that you, there were several nights that you didn't sleep well. Yeah, like a were week. You, yeah, I I remember. I mean, I'm still flipping and flopping, but yeah. it's, but I'm getting I'm I'm going unconscious for moments in time. <laughs> uh, for a while, there was no 
I was conscious the whole entire time that day and night. And, you know, you, I mean, it, it, they always talk about needing the sleep. But well, not, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Did you, were there any nights where like, maybe it was the fourth night and you're thinking, maybe I should have taken the pain meds to get the rest because there's also an interesting fine line yeah. of how important is the sleep to recover and not wanting to take any pain medication. But, but I have a, I mean, listen, I, I don't, I don't think the system is designed to have to take pain meds to make you sleep to recover. I just don't think it works that way. I think we've, I think we've westernized it that way, but I think that you're awake for a reason and whatever you're, whatever's going on and whatever's causing, whatever state you're in that the pain is causing is the state that you're supposed to be in. That's what the pain's causing. Like there's, there's a relationship. I can't, I, I can't see a world where this, the pain would make you be in a state that wouldn't be the most productive for you getting better. Like, where does that, mm -hmm. that, where does that exist in nature? That wouldn't, that wouldn't make sense to me. So did, uh, so did Elitrage like pull out the chart with the smiley face and ask oh, you like yeah, yeah. on the pain levels, scale, like the, levels that of, was created by the, yeah. by the, what, yeah. Purdue, the Sackler yeah, family, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. oh, don't be in yeah, any yeah. What, pain. <laughs> yeah. Where on this scale do you want to be? Yeah, you did you, <laughs> you, are you smiley face guy down here? And all I can say is smiley face guy he's not healing. I, I don't care what, he might be smiling, but he's not healing. Sour face guy over here that's hurting and wounded. He's in full heal. And I think that there's something to be connected to that. I think, I, I mean, and maybe that's just my kind of sadistic thinking that you, the more you can endure, the better you're, the faster, the better you're going to heal. I just think you're going to heal better if you can endure it. It doesn't mean you know, wound yourself more. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking yeah. about just dealing with the, the discomfort, uh, that you're in and, and the, you know, and, and the movement that you have and not being able to be comfortable. That's for a reason. Like there's something going on during that, 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 that makes sense. And, 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 uh, I mean, I don't necessarily want to find out completely why that is, but I just know that there's a connection between, the state that you're put in from being in pain and the benefits of being in that state. And I think if you alter that too much, I mean, okay, listen, if you have to get a little ice or get a little stem or do something to give yourself a little relief, but I, don't, I just don't know a world where, you know, you're, I mean, and I, and I, and I guess, you know, keeping the inflammation down um, obviously creates, you know, but part of the reason why you're inflamed is to, you know, reduce mobility and kind of, it's almost like casting it mm -hmm. to protect you from moving it more and injuring it more. So, and you did but, elevate and floss yeah. and things like yeah. that. So in this scenario, yes. did you have any mental mantras or were you, cause I, I didn't see it too much. I saw a little bit of like, um, temporarily defeated. I knew it wasn't there, you know, with you, I know there's no. Yeah. Well, you have defeat. to have a certain level of submission. Okay. You got to submit. So that's part of the, I guess that's part of the, I guess that's part of the, the, the process or that's part of what it forces you to do, right? That's part of what happens is there, there is a certain level of submission that you have to, that you have to have uh, to get through it. You just, because, because nothing else is going to really work. Like you, if you don't submit to it in, at a certain point, you're not going to get through it. It's going to be di more difficult. So why make it harder than it's just not surrender. going to make the week any shorter or longer. It's just going to make you get through it easier. So don't submit long week, submit maybe just a little less long week, you know, <laughs> or two weeks you, or a month or whatever it is. Do you think you submit uh, gracefully? 
I do, I unfortunately have a lot of practice at it. So mm. there's, I have a lot of fair, I don't say, I don't think there's anything graceful about it, but I think that, that there's a, that I have a, a, a level, I have a relationship with being hurt, having been hurt as many times uh, in all the different ways I have a, a pretty good relationship with the process that I kind of know like, Hey, this is where we're at in this curve. And then all of a sudden, you know, okay, oh, we get a little, you get a little, you just get one little, little, little glimpse of hope, just a hope. Yeah, it's getting we're we're getting a little better. We can you know we can put our foot down, or we can actually you know be in a position and lay there for you know a half an hour and not have it throb. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, those are moments of hope, and you grab those. You know, you grab the littlest piece of you know it's like on a mountain. You grab the littlest thing to hold on to, and you just hold on to that thing, and then you get a little bigger one, and then there'll be another one, and then you can kind of go from there. But up until you have something to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Not great. It's yeah. not great. It's not great. It's not well, great. And, and I when think, you're slipping, you know. Yeah. And I, I think about like if someone has an illness mm. and they're trying to navigate mm. and there's an unknown mm. element. Mm. Well, the how, unknown. How, you the know, unknown's never good. I mean, that's like with my leg and my knee and what was going on. Oh, I, oh, is it this? And what could it be that? And I wonder what mm-hmm. that's going to be. Is it going to be, you know, is it going to, I could grow it up and make it something. Once I knew what it was, once I got the MRI and I saw that the bone was, you know, there was a piece of bone attached to the quad ligament that was rubbing into the femur when I was squatting. I'm like, well, yeah, that's why it feels like that. Yeah. That's, that's so, and that, then- and that gives you a little, you know, I think, I think it's important. That's why it's important to be proactive about figuring out what's going on. Yes. And don't just first of all, don't be in denial of it. Like, listen to your body. Like, Hey, this, you know what? Something's not right. You know, when something's not right. And then in this case, it wasn't something that even if it wasn't, it wasn't going to be so traumatic that I needed to know so soon. I kind of gave it more time probably than I could have. Right. Like I probably should have been. You did more my style. You know, I, yeah, well, cause I could, cause I was getting away with it and I wasn't, it wasn't every move all the time. Mm. So it was something that was kind of a little elusive and I could kind of, maybe hope that it was going to go away or I could do something to, but then once I kind of accepted the fact that now I needed to know what was happening. Yeah. Once you know, I mean, I think that's part of the, you know, knowing the problem is probably half the solution because if you know the problem, then you can figure out what things are to do this to whatever it is, yeah. you know, no, how you, at least you can have some sort of roadmap. You have some sort of idea not your well, reptilian you, brain running all those narratives that just lead you into who knows what, you know, which that's anxiety, right? That's stress. That's, that's yeah. what's hard on you. And I, and I, I do really appreciate that you're not only very proactive, but you are the best patient I've ever seen. Like you're the most compliant. Like if they tell you, Hey, do this for 15 minutes, you do it for 25. If they say do it every day, you do it twice a day. And I also think that that it attributes to your longevity and performance because you will do all the little things that none of us want to be bothered with and all the homework. You know, it's like rotator cuff mm-hmm. exercises. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to do those. Nobody yeah, yeah. wants to sit there and do yeah. spine stabilizing yeah. anything. And and I think that it's it's a little bit like a fundamental. Mm. It's small, it's not sexy, yeah. it takes time. It's in it's so valuable. And yeah. and well, you're the irony is when you're really example. hurting. I appreciate that. But the irony is when you're really hurting those are the only things you can do. So then you're at the end of the day, you're just like, I'm so glad I can actually do this little two pound weight move with the thing. You're just like, Ooh, you know, yeah. like that's because you have to have some the whole grab to, you know, onto, mm-hmm. you have to have some, something to, and when you can't do the other stuff, then you, 
And then, and then that's when you, those become valuable. And at that point you give those, those kind of unsexy things, all those foundation stuff, you give those credibility because you're like, Oh, I'm able to, these are the things that got me out of this thing where I couldn't do anything. So let's remember that before let's not, instead of after, like we always want to after we're like, Oh yeah, I'll do all that preventative stuff. Well, actually, no, if you did it before you wouldn't have had to. Well, that's true. A lot of the time. And that's why I wanted to talk about that. Cause it's just like, Hey, you got to pull the weeds just a little bit, a little bit. And it may, it does make it a lot easier. Um, so let's say, and this is a different scenario when you have had incidences, injuries, Mm. uh, because of, of an incident, are you feeling emotionally different than what you just went through or, or oh, it's a dead other it's a similar version of the is. same thing yeah i mean this is you know when you have an injury you you have a uh you're the reason you have an excuse or not an excuse you're like oh yeah that happened boom i got the thing came and cut my leg and i had to go get or i got hit by this thing and i broke the thing the, so that's less confusing than you know what i have this thing and it doesn't feel great i'm gonna go get this surgery and now i can't walk right you're kind of like oh i just did that to myself i was okay before and then i choose to it's almost like i'm going to choose to hurt myself right now right that's the only difference right yeah you know either way at the end you it's the prepare, same result but <laughs> yeah either way it's the same result at the end as right. after you're wounded but you know one way you you consciously chose wounding yourself yeah. in the interest of the long run that it's going to be beneficial, but you're still like, man, look at my leg and atrophy and this, and oh, now I got to yeah. come back from the atrophy, atrophy that I self-induced on myself. <laughs> you know, like, so that's the only part that, that, uh, that makes it different than when you've been hurt. Right. You know, when you've been hurt, it's like, yeah. Hey, I got yeah, no hit choice. by the thing. I fell, I, you know, that broke or that mm-hmm. this happened. And then you're, and then you're like that, 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 that it chose itself where when you choose to go in, even though, even though it's at the, like I said, as soon as it's, you're done with it, it's still the same thing. It's yeah. Like you're hurt. Yeah. Let's, well, let's talk about that, that vulnerability. Cause you, we you have yeah. that vulnerability, even an injury. Mm. So before we had our, uh, well, you don't like to see anybody when you're hurt, you know, <clears throat> as example. No, like I, I feel vulnerable. like it feels like you want to be a little more retreated. Yeah, it's and, like an animal you know. just runs away yeah. and goes and hides in the bushes. How do you, and I, and I, and I'm not going to generalize, but I would say it's also, you've had a lot more experience uh, with it than myself, but um, I feel like you would, you are more uncomfortable with being vulnerable, physically vulnerable than me. Yeah. Um, so what do you, well, I, I mean, what you know, you, you know, it's temporary, you mm-hmm. know, it's temporary. You've done it, you've done it enough times that it, that you, you know, that you're going to, you'll be back. You'll be back. You'll be back and it won't be that long. And before you know it, you won't even remember when it was like that. But if you didn't take care of it, mm-hmm. you'd still be with it. So so there's some of that. So there's some of that experience that helps. I think, you know, you hear about athletes that have never been hurt and then they get hurt and it's almost career ending. Yeah. Like because they've never actually been hurt, vulnerable like that and hurt and then they lose their psyche because then they think, oh, can I, I don't know if I can do it and can I do it? And they've never, where when you've had that happen over and over and over and over and over and over, pretty soon you're like, oh, here we are again, you know, I'll, 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 uh, and, and then you also have the, have the confidence to know that you can operate three quarters 
you can, I can operate with the thing not working fine. I, I mean, I was, I can, and I will be able to mm-hmm. operate even when it's not working. So if there's any chance it'll work better than I was already doing with it, not working, bring it on. So I think there's that, I think there's that, that, you know, the advantage that you have when you've been through it so many times, like in, like in anything, right. You, when you right. have experience, you have an advantage because you've been through the process and you're like, Oh, we're at step three of it, you know, be yeah. proactive with your thing. Make sure you eat really good, make a thing, do all this stuff. I mean, it's like the other day when Barron's came over to work on my leg and I just wasn't in the mood for pain. I've been hurting for a week, day and night. And then all of a sudden it's like, you're going to work on my leg and dig in my leg and After the bend surgery. it and straighten it and do all this stuff. And it was like, when they start talking about the joint capsule when yeah. they're massaging you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but then after you benefit, like you see well, you that felt night sick, I slept good. But you felt sick to your stomach. Yeah. See, I think it's important. Yeah. So first of all, yeah. let's say that Barron's knows what he's doing. Yeah. So let's start there. Yeah, yeah. Whoever came to touch you Trust. after you had surgery yeah. Yeah. knew what they were doing. That's true. Okay. So, yeah. But the minute you were done, you lay down, elevated your legs, yeah. and I think you were nauseous. Yeah. So, but then a couple hours later. Yeah. You're it's, moving better than you've moved. You're feeling better than you feel. Right. So, I mean, and when you've been through that process enough times, then you're willing to suck it up when you're not really in the mood to take the pain because you're kind of like, you know what? I kind of have to do this. This is not, it's, it's, I'd rather not. I'd rather just be like, cool. I feel good. It's not hurting right now. And if I don't move it, it won't hurt, but yeah, but you got to move the thing yeah, and you got to get it moving again because otherwise it might take a lot longer to get the thing back to, you know with get get it back to where it needs to be to you know be functional and that's the thing too is like if anyone's recovering you have to not only be proactive in finding out what's going on with your body but you have to be proactive in the healing and recovery yeah so if you have rehab and all these things all of this will make the difference later is it does it ever annoy you because i'm i put it off yeah like i have something with my hip right now yeah does uh because that annoy me that you put your stuff off well sometimes because i don't want to know i really don't yeah. I'm, i yeah, yeah. and i know i'll get to it yeah. and then maybe i think it's the worst like maybe i'm like yeah. oh great now i have to get a hip replacement because well, you're going you're back in that narrative and you're not answering the question to know exactly what it is to be able to and even if it was worse than you thought it was it would still be better than not you knowing don't know what you think it is <laughs> that's that's the problem the don't knowing what you think it is that's never going to be it's it's that's going to always be the worst because because of because that unknownness mm-hmm. is really the thing, the uncertainty of it. Even if it's worse than you what you imagine, it's still going to be better because you're going to have a real idea. Yeah, at least like I know what it is. Specifically, what it is. It's that. Oh, it's right. that. And what do you do for that? This and da da da. This and so and those are those are answers. Yeah. Those aren't questions. And that's the big difference. Is that do you have questions or do you have answers? And so answers are always better than questions, right? Questions are great, but well, yeah, answers but they lead really to answers. But your, they lead yeah. to answers. We need questions to lead to answers, but we're looking for the answer. That's why we have the question. When it comes to like this, this. Oh, you know, you you are hard, tough on your body, or let you ask your life body, is tough on us. Yes, yes, and you ask your body to do a lot. Can we go back to you not being? Oh, I thought we moved through that. Out? No, we didn't. Move this is my that. show. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Not, no, okay, because yeah, I was like, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> why aren't you? Well, no, I, I <laughs> I've called. Sometimes it. it has a little bit to do with 
It, as a, it's a, there is a male female aspect to it. That, oh, you're getting in trouble now. Okay, like, I know. I already got in trouble. I'm already in trouble. <laughs> I'm just trouble. kidding. I, I got a, a house full of trouble. Well, yeah, because sometimes I know we're like, yeah. oh, we want to well, talk about. Well, because you're going like to be more about concerned about you'll make you'll make appointments for my doctor all day long in yeah, two seconds, three of them, and and if I mention to you, hey, what about the doctor? You'll be like, oh, I got that. Am I like, well, when? Oh, it's yeah. so true. I'm on it though now. I'm yeah, like, no, I know. You inspired I know. me. Well, because but I'm saying it's it has it has a lot to do with you taking care, right? Yeah, it's really dumb though. It's not. It's just that that's more like that's where you're coming from. I'm going to take care of you. I'm taking care of the house. I'm taking care of the kids. I'm taking care of the. I'm taking care of everybody. Just yeah. it's that's a very feminine trait to take care of people. Yeah. That's that's super. And male is very to I'll take care of myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. Male trait. I'll take care of myself. <laughs> Female trait. I'll take care of everybody else. And then you're like, yeah, but you can't take everybody else if you don't take care take care of yourself. So that's true. Yeah. Well, I do appreciate that you give me friendly nudges. And I know you're Best more, I can. and I know you're I try more, to lead by example. I know you're, <laughs> I know you're more annoyed <laughs> than you let on. Yeah. Like, oh God, just deal with it already. Yeah. Um, so you are, you are, you are in a great way, hard on your body and you have a lot of years, you know, my, one of my favorite lines is, you know, there's a lot of ways I still have to ride that I want to ride. Well, they've been making them a long time out there. I know. And, and, you know, while you're here. Stopping. Yeah. I got to ride what you can. Get it when you can. I, I, does age ever, because I, and maybe I ask this selfishly, and this seems like a perfectly public and easy way to talk about it. Why, why talk about it at dinner? I should just talk about it here. Um, you know, age, time, mm. that the thing where the, oh, the, this changes a little and that muscle changes a little and the recovery for me, I get a sense that you're not, you're aware, but I wonder what you do when that, that chirping starts in your brain with, well, I'm this age now and da, da, da. What do you, what relationship, how have you built a relationship with that? I mean, I think a, a part of it is just denial, ignore, you know, ignore it. Be like, you, it only get, you know, it only has the power you give it. Right. So if you're like, you know, and you just feed it, feed it, it's just going to grow into this big thing. I think so. Some of it's that mm. some of it's, you know, I mean, you know, I can say, well, you know, when I was young, it's like, well, actually, when I was young, I wasn't paying attention. And when I as now I'm paying more attention. So I'm a little more like, oh, da, da, da. but was it is it really that different? Like, and how much different is it? And maybe the recovery or maybe you don't get as sore or maybe you just don't aren't as banged up when you're younger. Like everybody goes to recovery. I go, yeah, because you haven't had to recover for so much. But when you had to recover and you're always in recovery, harder to recover mm -hmm. because you're just more used, more used. Well, yeah, you know, your hormones, more miles. our hormones are different. Okay. It's, yeah. No, that is a yeah, part, yeah. a little. Yeah. I don't, I don't think There's you suffer, no suffer that at like the, 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 yeah. the civilian, let's say, but I think it, it's all... You know, look, look there's, but there's, science, no doubt. there's there's science on there's it. There's no but, doubt. There's but no you seem to have a, it's, I really appreciate it because it's a very good example to me. Yeah. Because um, I think women, we have a, a harder road in this way, a narrative about aging mm. um, because we do and yeah. we're harder on us, yeah. on ourselves about it. But you seem to have just a harmony with, with like where you're at. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, maybe... This is because this just came into my my mind, and I thought my spirit mm -hmm. is the same spirit. 
And I don't see any wrinkles on that. Now, maybe on my body that my spirit's riding in is a little banged up and a little older, but what's inside and what the energy and the, and who, who I am, that isn't any different. That's not old. That's not old at all. It's just this thing maybe getting older because it's been exposed to the sun for, you know, 30 more years and it's had a bunch of banged up thing and been, you know, environmental toxins and all that stuff because this is what's being exposed to the environment mm -hmm. and to the conditions. But this, like my psyche and my, my you know, that part of me, that part doesn't, didn't change. That, that, that. And I think that maybe if there's a separation between you're not this, Right. So that's, if we're this, then I got all kind of stuff going on. Right. So I, I want to be separate. I mean, I'm writing in this, yeah. I'm writing in this, this, you know, I mean, if, if I could have say in it and, and you know, who knows what they got going out there in the world, they might want to take this out and put it in something else. But right now I have this one I'm writing in and this thing might be, you know, it might be deteriorating at a certain pace, just given what it does in, in the environment we're in. But my, my desires, my, my, all those other things, they're, they're, I don't see much difference in them uh, other than just maybe choices that you're making that coming naturally because of just where you're at with what you've done and, and your interests. So, yeah. so it has something to do with that. It's like, you know, I'm not, you know, like, oh, you're not, we're not the same when we were kids and that, that yeah, well, because we did a bunch of stuff from when we were kids to now that probably affected the way we feel about the things that we were thought were so important. So mm -hmm. we go, hey, we're young, we got to do all this stuff. And then we do it. And then we're kind of like, okay, we did all that. And then we're kind of like, okay, well, great. Now what? Yeah. So, and you can continue to live in that, or you can look, look to the future and, 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 and be excited and be interested and be enthusiastic. And I mean, how many people do we know? And then we have examples to, that really help us where how many people that we know we, that we have these older friends of ours that are curious and, and young, they're interesting and their, their bodies are older, but their spirits are young. And you're like, hmm, let me see, that's it. It's the young spirit, the body, whatever the body is coming, it's going. It's, I mean, you can have a, you could, you could have, have a really, you can be really young and have a really old spirit and you can be really old and have a really young spirit. Yeah. It's just, so I think that that's a, a you know, but that's, that's probably a bigger topic. Well, and I, <laughs> well, and I think, uh, and you know, of course, Byron Katie comes to mind because yeah, when I look in her eyeballs, it's like, you know, yeah. just wonder. Well, I have guys, I mean, I have guys like Terry Chun and oh, yeah. guys that I surf with that are in this, you know, goody and 70 something year old guys and Anna Walt and you see them and they're just, Ready you know, to go. They're 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 mid seventies, but they're going. Yeah. They're they're they're. I mean, okay, hey, the body's not moving at the speed it did, and all those things, but they're still interested and excited, and and uh, and and you and you wonder if it's that the deterioration of the body doesn't deteriorate deteriorate the spirit, like because you kind of the body doesn't quite move the same, then you start the spirit starts to get discouraged like oh man this thing's not moving as quick as i need it to mm -hmm. you know but they're, they're of course the interrelationship between those two well and i think um what's interesting is is uh that's why it's like how do we keep ourselves as much out of pain as possible because mm. pain will hammer your spirit for sure. time for sure. so that well, pain just exhausts you but it does bring you present like it brings you here. But it, and the thing is, if you look at, you think about yoga and like some very uncomfortable position, it's mm -hmm. meant to be uncomfortable. It's meant to be painful, to bring you into the presence, to make you present. Then the pain will make you present in a way that nothing else will. There's no, there's nothing else that brings you 
right here, right now with the kind of attention that you have. I can tell you just from this last couple of weeks, uh, the reminder when you have gone a while without really having, and, and this isn't the worst I've ever had, but it, there were some moments where it was like, it was, it was for, it was real and, uh, and it's exhausting, completely exhausting. And, uh, but you are, you're alive, you're awake, you're awake, you're wide awake. <laughs> what, uh, so as uh, people maybe who are living with someone who's mm -hmm. recovering from yeah. an injury, a caregiver yeah. at this time, what would be, um, you know, besides ignoring them, what would be really a beneficial way to approach it? Because sometimes it feels like a lose-lose and you're yeah. like, all, it's, I'm, it's, trying it's, do, it's, all yeah. I'm trying to do is help be you supportive. out and you're just about it, yeah. about things. So do you just kind of ignore that and just be like, oh, yeah. they're just Yeah, well, you suffering. have to just know that that's just a, I mean, there's the byproduct of being in uncomfortable and not sleeping is that you're just going to be uh, grouchy. You're just going to have a little bit of, uh, you know, and, and it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's temporary. It's a temporary thing. If the, if the condition you're in is temporary, hopefully some people, some that's people, the thing is be fortunate, be, yeah, be grateful that it's yeah. just that. Well, and, and, and that's where I had in my particular mm -hmm. case at this moment, I had, I had comfort. This allows me to talk like this and do go with, I went through because I, I knew that it was temporary. It was self-induced and it was temporary. So right. I knew that there was the hope came quickly. Mm. Right. Um, and so, I mean, listen, for, for some people that after years and years and years of discomfort, the hope, the hope is in death, right? The hope is in, is, yeah. is in just ending the discomfort yeah. and the pain, like our friend's mom, some relief. When she had to go. Yeah. Relief. Yeah. Like got to, got to be unchained from the pain. From the pain. Yeah. And so, um, I can speak only of it cause I know it's temporary and it, and so, uh, but there's nothing that brings you right here, right now and makes things clearer than pain does like pain really, you know, and, and I, I think, uh, like Byron Katie would say, you know, I, I was trying to, at times to be able to actually just kind of, uh, kind of experience the sensation of it, right? Try to experience the sensations and not just have it be something that you're trying to avoid. Like, right. like in the avoidance of it is the, is, is where the, is where the the real impact is like there's less impact if you're not if you're uh, trying to embrace it a little bit no matter what you're doing you know right because it was like you're just experiencing it versus complaining about it reacting to exactly. it or trying to avoid exactly. it exactly yeah exactly um but so, again i said like i said mine was a temporary thing so it was it's yeah. easy no, for me to sit here and be like oh, blah, blah, play, you know, but, but it, no no it, i know in yeah, the grand scheme yeah. it's child's play but i i did want to talk about it because i think it is you know there's a lot of people going through something so mm -hmm. whether they, they've got a, a you know a, a nagging injury yeah, or yeah. something has happened yeah. to just sort of bring this to top of mind and, and talk about it um before i slide over to one other quick thing um justin do you want to ask laird about anything with uh injuries or getting are you afraid of anything gabby i'm afraid of gabby <laughs> no no i'm afraid of gabby that's not true come on Laird. <laughs> I, I mean uh, yeah i, I mean he's afraid of me but he's afraid yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I'm afraid of Gabby. Spiders, <laughs> uh, oh. <laughs> like, no. Just, not anything normal. I mean. Afraid of a flat, fear of a flat planet. Yeah. I've heard flat that. Flat planet. <laughs> no surf. I'm scared of no surf. No, but I mean, he, no, but that's not true. Go ahead. I mean, I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't swim naked two miles <laughs> offshore and not in, a, in an area where there was, you know, adolescent great whites. I mean, that, you know, I mean, I have, I'm not, I, I think there's a certain level of, a fear that comes with intelligence. I just think if you have any, a somewhat intelligent 
brain that you're going to be like in certain situations, be like, mm, that's, that's dangerous or that's scary. I think a lot of it has to do with your response to it more than anything. I think it has to do with how you respond to the situation because that really dictates the level of what the, of what the fear you know, kind of in how it impacts you, right? So superior, if fear impacts you in a, in a, in a, in a way that you can still make decisions and, and you can work within it, then, then that's a lot different than, than you freeze up and you, and, or you freak out because somewhere in those two things, there's nothing good coming out of that. Then, then, fe- then the thing you're, de- you're scared of is becomes true danger. But if you can actually be in a situation where things are dangerous and somewhat have a sound mind and be able to make decisions and, you know, and some, some of that comes from, from naturally from people at this certain people have that ability. Some of that comes from experience. Um, some of it comes from ignorance. Some people just don't know it's dangerous. They're just like, and the guy that knows it's dangerous is like, that's dangerous. And the other person's like, what's dangerous? And then you're like, and then once he, they know, they like freak out. But, you know, the, it's the ignorance is bliss. So there's a few ways, you know, or you just pretend like it's not danger. So what do we say? There's three ways you go about it. There's ignorance, denial, and then operating within your experience. And then a combination of those three. But that when we talk about fear, that's the way you go about it. Some of it's denial. You can just be in denial like, oh, yeah, that that leopard over there. Yeah that's not leopard. That's just a piece of wood. Or, you know, you can, so your denial, one of them is like, what is that? You know, you don't even know what it is. Another one is mm, that's a leopard. And as long as I'm here and he's there and I go that way and he goes that way, it's all good. Wait, what or, was that? What was that hunt? That one book? The lion tracker's guide. Yeah. Where the guy talked about, yeah. Oh, that's an incredible story where mm. the, what was a panther? Lion tracker's guide to life. Was it a cheetah or a pan? No, panther. I feel like it was a Black Panther, wasn't it? Yeah. That had the guy yeah. pinned. Yeah. So it was a it was a local yeah. hunt tracker yeah. had gotten pinned into like a cave. And then the other tracker waited until he heard the breathing of yeah. the animal slow down just enough. And he then said to the guy, now is the time now. to move. Yeah. Because when she was ramped up and her babies were there yeah. or yeah, something, yeah. it was like- Well, they not- came into her den. Yeah. They actually stepped into the den and then the thing was there. And then the guy could tell by the nuance of the breath when the when she when was, the time to make the move when was. she was calm yeah. because when right in the beginning was not the time to no, move no and not to also yeah. look at her the so lion tracker's guide to life That's it's a good, it's a great yeah sweet little yeah. story so I uh, I think also you've practiced being in very stressful situations enough that um, you keep your wits about you um, yeah I mean I will say listen I, I I will say that you there is a skill about being in situations that are that that are dangerous that you can, you can, uh, cultivate, right. You can cultivate this skill to go in dangerous danger. You can go into dangerous situations, fire, flood, bomb, this, whatever. You just have an ability to be okay in these things and, and, or, and make good decisions and kind of be, be aware, like be conscious about what's going on. Um, and then there's, but then there's also the uh, thing where you also know what your capacity is. So it's like, my ability to be kind of risk-taking and courageous in giant surf is much greater than it would be, let's say, in an ice climbing situation in a mountain, just because of my skill at ice climbing isn't such that I would be able to be, I know where my limitations were. It doesn't mean that if I was in this spot, I would freak out because I, again, I have some of the, the experience of being okay, being in these situations after having been exposed throughout the years. But 
uh, in other ones that were similar because at the end of the day, when the body's under threat, the body doesn't go, wow, I'm under threat from this animal eating me, or I'm under the threat from this fire thing, or I'm under the threat from this falling or the thing. At the end, the body just is threatened. And so how does the body respond under being Mm -hmm. threatened? Well, differently, if you've had a lot of experience with it, the more you've had experience with the less the less freaked out you'll get. Yeah. And so, but, but it's also knowing your capacity, like knowing where you, you know, you can push it in areas that you have skill in and you will be a little more conservative, but then that just speaks again to the same characteristics that makes you good in that situation to begin with, which is you, you you can, you can assess. So it's about assessment. You go, Oh, well, with my skill and what I know in that situation, don't move. Or just go that way. And, and then in another situation where, you know, you, you make a different decision. But again, it's about assessment. You being able to assess the situation is what what uh, what gives you comfort or, 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 or gives you at least stability in that environment mm-hmm. instead of freaking out. Because because, again, it's back to questions and answers. Right? right. If I have a question, what happens if that goes down there and I have an answer? Well, that means that this will mm-hmm. happen. So I go there. Questions and answers. Yeah. And then. And so I think that that's a big, uh, a big piece of it. So I, I, when I do this podcast, I, I talk to people and, um, a lot of them are, <clears throat> you know, an expert or, yeah. you know, a, experts, a, a subject matter expert in some area. And it's all about them. And I try, you know, I try to reveal, I try my best to reveal certain things if it, it adds to the conversation, but I want to slide over to marriage and parenting. And then, um, I will, uh, graciously, liberate you from the, from the hot seat is you said to me the other day, we were waiting for Brody to pick her up. And, um, because I am fascinated. I don't come and neither do you, we don't come from homes where people made it in long marriages so far, you know, we've been together for 26, but we've seen what it looks like. Absolutely. But we didn't really grow up with it. We weren't. And obviously some people are more equipped, came into it more equipped than I think we came into it. Mm -hmm. I feel like yeah. in certain ways yeah. where they that saw could be, that, that could also be the downfall of being, being more equipped. Oh, I think it's better. Well, I don't know. Ignorance well, is bliss. Well, I think, but it's also, I'm just saying it didn't, it wouldn't have surprised me if I was married and divorced, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I know you're different actually. I know that you're. Am I? Yeah. Like you have a really interesting <laughs> old fashioned. Okay. No, in a beautiful yeah, way. No, you have I, something I mean, really old fashioned. You saw something in me that romantic. Uh, You're much more romantic than I am. Okay. And it's 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 really great. But you we're in the car, but I also know there's things that are well, many things that are probably challenging about being with me. And of course, um is you you used you said I said something about Brody because Brody and I there've been some, you know, lines drawn parallel lines that we have certain personality traits that seem to be Similar. Similar, yeah. I mean, obviously, one's a 14-year-old. Yeah, we're a few days apart. We're both Capricorns. Yeah. And um, you said, I go, we said something about Brody. Is she going to be, you think she's going to be okay? I'm sure all parents do that. You know, your kid gets a certain age and every month or so you're like, I think they're going to be okay. You know, and sometimes you say it out loud. Sometimes you say it to yourself. (laughs) And you just wonder, you know, like, huh. hmm, Yeah, I wonder if they're going to be okay. Are they going to be okay? And sometimes that that question is... Again... Questions and answers. Questions and answers. And that answer takes years, right? I'll know in like 20 something years, maybe. Again, that's the looming question. It just <laughs> oh continues oh to loom for 20 years. Are they going to be okay? That arc is so Are they so going to be okay? Are they that's gonna be okay? 
<laughs> and you happened to be in the car when I said it out loud. I was yeah. like, I think she's going to be okay. And I don't even know what you said uh, because I, I think you were like, yeah, because she will be the last man standing. But um, you said, and I said, I think we are similar. And you said, yes. And she, what did you say? What was the word that you said I had? I was had a lot of what? Do you remember? I, I do, but I think I'll let you remember. No, go ahead. No, no. I want you to say no, it. No, 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 go. I'm revealing. It. I, I can't. I know. You you say it. I, for, I forgot. No, it wasn't specific. Yeah, I can't it remember the exact word, but it was exact. It wasn't like I had prerequisites. What was it? I had a lot of, come on, Larry, what was it? See, this is why we're still married, because we can't remember. I know that. Like, you Seriously. said that? You said that? Yeah, what I say? I, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Not circumstances. What was it? You, they, well, there's certain things that you, you know, particular ways that you like to, what, not, what did I say? Configure? No. What is it? You, I can't you definitely had a specific word I did. and it landed did. on me like a it, bullseye. It did. I was like, oh man, he's so it right. It did. You got to remember. And I can't remember right now. Really? Mm-hmm. See. All right. Well, I anyway. blocked it out. Anyways, you, the, because it landed so well. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I need to make this. The implication yeah, was yeah, that. Yeah. There's certain things about me that are true to Bertie that are almost like non-flexing and, mm. and pretty. Yes. There's just a like a, yeah. what is that like to live with somebody who in certain ways, in the exterior way, I seem to be more easygoing in a certain way mm -hmm. and like try to bend and go with the flow. And then in Don't another, judge a book by its cover. Yeah. And then in another way, and maybe you know this yeah. the best because yeah. you're my partner. Yeah. Um, where you're like, oh yeah, right. Like this, because there's a part of me that maybe when it comes to the things I'm not going to flex on, mm. I'm not going to flex at all. I flex on everything, yeah. but on the things I'm not going to flex on, not even remotely and no potential to flex in the future. <laughs> there's just absolutely no chance that there's going to be any flex, but I'm working, but I'm working on it. No, but I'm working on it. I know, but I don't want you to, but how too is much. that it works really well? How is that to live with? How is it to live with? Mm -hmm. Predictable. Is it? Yeah. And do you know what? Reliable. It, do you you know can rely where it is? on that. You did that <laughs> stuff is like the sun rising and the sun setting, and which is good. I mean, in a world flying through <laughs> outer space, it's pretty amazing to have some something to hold on to. But like do you some know the areas that I'm going to be pretty, pretty fixed on? I, I have a good idea. <laughs> I have a pretty good idea. I mean, and 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 it works. You know, it it it, it works. There's a certain things that you're that, that actually they in, in, and that's probably why it does work is because I, I benefit from that you know I benefit from that structure mm. that structure is you know but I, I think still, if I didn't it would be we would know by now yeah that's true I still think it's <laughs> but when I look at it is part of it is like a lot of it has to do with like organization mm -hmm. and cleanliness yeah. but then some of it bleeds over into wanting control mm -hmm. and it's fear yeah. And so I am working on yeah, it. Some of that stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. because I'm, I, I know it. Yeah. I recognize it. So some of it's just like, no, I like things yeah. to Orderly. be organized and yeah. clean, but yeah. not in a yeah. weird way. It's just, that's how I but can I'm get saying, everything but done. But I benefit from that. Right. And then also to the part where it bleeds over, where I don't have any, I have, I have that covered. Yeah. The fear part. Yeah. So I'm good with it. I'm like, you want to have some fear and work up there? <laughs> cool. No problem. Like that's part of your thing that you have to, because it doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't all of a sudden provoke that in me. Like I have, maybe I'm, if I, no, if, if I, it had, doesn't. if I was temperamental in that area, yeah. then that might have a I negative effect on me. <laughs> You'd trigger me and yeah. then I'd be like, what? And then I'd be, so, and maybe that, maybe that 
maybe in the past you had that within relationships with that maybe the guys were that it did trickle over and it set them off and then it was like that's why but i i'm i'm good with that like I, for me i'm like no problem you 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 can and then if you want to work that out yourself yeah i'll be supportive i'm i'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here to support you and then, <laughs> because you're but also too and not because I shouldn't say that but you you're here to support me too and so within that and those other things that that you like them the way they are you have a certain configuration that you uh-huh. that it ain't there's no deviation it's like that's how it is mm-hmm. I benefit from that I, that's because because I'm not because maybe I'm not well, you, I like it that way, but I'm not, I'm not, no, I don't, I don't, I don't have to have it that way where for you, you got to have it that way. Well, and also I, or I you're to... going to have it that way. More importantly, <laughs> not, 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 you have to, you're going to have it that way. So I'm like, cool. She's going to have it that way. I'm going to benefit. Great. Why? Well, I'm not going to get worked up about it. It's like the other part where you're, I'm not, you know. Yeah, no, it's yeah. true. And I have to say that your relationship with nature being out in yeah. the ocean, you has given you a great amount of faith and flexibility that I, I, I see and I witness. And also I, I, I kind of lean on from time to time, especially the faith, because I, I feel like you sort of look at stuff that's going on. You know, we've had some challenging months in yep. work lately yep. and, um, you might be like, oh, this is inconvenient, but you sort of are like, Hey, everything's okay. And yeah. so I just, I really appreciate that. But I, I want to encourage people that if they are dealing with, you know, an injury that they keep that faith, but they also participate in making themselves feel better. And that if they have chosen or are in a relationship, um, at this moment in their life that, um, you know, it's like, how do you support the person, but their stuff isn't your stuff. How do you love them, but throw up boundaries? It's like all these dances that are worth trying to figure out, but you also learn at the end that so few of the things that we end up having conflicts about or have nothing to do with that. They mm-hmm. usually have to do with our own personal frustrations or yep. we're, we're concerned or f- afraid about something else going on. Yeah. Um, and there, it's just like not worth, it's just not worth, you know, kind of hassling with one another. I think we avoid that. Obviously we've talked a lot about that, that both of us, it's just, it's not a, it's not a well, good it's not, a, it's not productive for no. us. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's productive for anybody. Anyone. I just say, I just like to say that, I mean, I'd like to hope that we are, uh, and, and maybe because of the level of impact it has when it, when it, the times that has happened that we learn quickly and we're like, that will not be good. We know and dates that, and that's going to be yeah. unproductive, but I, but I want to talk about in the, the I want to talk about injuries and and and, the, and there, there's a formulaic aspect to recovery from injuries and these are injuries we're talking about physical injuries but these can be emotional injuries too that you can have emotional injuries and and respond to them like you would a physical injury mm. and go through the same kind of formula that you would in that and 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 you can and you can recover because I think there's a formulaic process to it. I, mm-hmm. I believe that there's a, a physical and a spiritual manifestation of of all things. So mm-hmm. if you talk about injury, physical injury, spiritual injury, okay. But when the when you look at the formula for the for the solution for both of those and mm-hmm. the healing, I think that the, it's a very mm-hmm. similar process. So and you said it, something actually very pivotal, and there's science around it. Um, Dr. Kennedy, who wrote that Anxiety yeah. Rx, he said for all the trauma, I mean, cognitive therapy has its place, 
but ultimately the body never forgets. And so the worst thing is when somebody feels anxious mm. uh, is to be in the mind. For sure. It's like, get in the body. Where For do you sure. feel it? How do you soothe yourself? And yeah. then also, how do you work that out? So I, I appreciate that, um, that parallel. So I, uh, hard to you. feel really bad if your body's feeling really good. It can. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying. Yeah. Because yeah. hard. Yeah. Like if you're feeling, if you're feeling really good. Yeah. It's hard to feel bad. It just is. It's just bit, but we're not feeling good. Very easy to feel bad because I can tell you what, laying on the couch wounded, I start to feel bad. Like I feel bad, but then I start to feel bad. And then I play, and then you go through the mental thing of, okay, this is temporary. I've been through this before. I could, da, da, da. but if you didn't have that experience and you felt bad mm -hmm. and then you felt bad, it would, there, it would be a bad in your body spiral. and bad in your but, mind. Yeah. I have to say when I see you looking sad, mm. which is not hard, it's, it scares me way more than when I see you mad. Yeah. Cause you have a stomp around, you yeah, know, you're yeah. a stomp around yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, but when you look sad, I don't, I really get nervous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Larry, thanks for your time. I just, yeah, thank like you. I said, I thanks know for me. a lot of people. I, I, it was, it, the drive wasn't that far. So go it was through easy. this. It was okay. Yeah. I called you from the. Easy to get, easy to get here. From pool training. And I'm, uh, your legs looking great. You're walking you. your gait. Yeah. You, you only, well, you know, I sometimes watch you out the window. Yeah. And like your gait. Cause you do have. A gait. Well, like it's very, there's something very primal and yeah it's actually a little caveman-y yeah you know yeah, yeah. and sometimes i just really appreciate that from far away okay i perfect i do that i look out the caveman window with a limp good <laughs> i do watch you <laughs> so and i'm like oh there's my guy look at him cavemanning around yeah Justin, i'll continue that any last questions I'll continue that as long as I can. Okay. So thank you for your time. And if you're listening, yes. thank you for listening. And also if you're going through any of this, we wish you a speedy recovery. Absolutely. Twice as fast. Or answers at least. Answers. It's all about the answers. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to learn more, there is a ton of valuable information on my website. Head to the link in the show notes and click gabbyreese.com to find a full breakdown with helpful links to studies, research, books, products, and more. Stay tuned for a bonus episode coming this Thursday where I go deeper on one of the topics that really resonated with me. If you have any questions for my guests or even myself, please send them to at gabbyreese on Instagram. If you feel inspired, please hit the follow button, leave a rating, and a comment. It not only helps me, it really helps the show grow and reach new listeners. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.